It's time now for Love Talk with Evelyn Davison, Carrie Brinkater, and Kathy Endebrock. Today they're talking about living a life of wonder, a child's view of Christmas. Hello, listeners, and welcome to today's Christian Talk. You are listening to The Bridge, and today you have found Love Talk and the three love ladies. I am Coach Carrie Brinkinger, and of course, you guys know Miss Evelyn Davison. She's been doing this show for 35 years? 33 years. 33 years. And then we have our beautiful friend on the phone, Miss Kathy Enderbrock. Hello, Evelyn and Kathy. Hello, Miss Carrie. <laughs> How are you doing today, Miss Evelyn? Carrie. Hi, Hi, Kathy. Evelyn. Good, to, good to hear from you. Good to hear from you. Today on Love Talk, we are chatting about wonder, mm-hmm. a child's view of Christmas. Friends, we're just a couple of days away from celebrating the birth of our Savior. Miss Evelyn, that word wonder, when you hear the word wonder, what do you think about? Wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be a wonderful day today. But, you know, wonder means to explore. Uh, And it is so exciting to be able to do that this time of year as we look at our families and see how God's blessed them, see what their needs are, be able to go to that point of, of, you know, grace where we can truly just... uh, put our expectations on him and and not wonder about whether he's going to be here or not be here because he is ever present Mm. ever present that is exactly right well miss kathy how are things there in boise idaho they are going well i'm enjoying this very last week of advent and i will tell you it's amazing because i have no more presents to purchase i have no last minute errands to run and so I just get to focus now on what on on his special day coming up. And I will tell you, this week for me has been full of grace, Evelyn, as you are saying that we need to be aware of our family members. And sometimes we just need to be aware of ourselves and have some grace towards ourselves. And I, you know, I don't know, listening friends, about all of you, but I put such high expectations for myself <laughs> as a mother and a wife. And this week has been full of huge mommy fails, and um, I think a couple of wife fails. My husband may attest to that. And so I've had to show myself a lot of grace and remember that, you know, I'm I'm not perfect, and life is not perfect. The only one who is perfect is Christ. And mm-hmm. so in the midst of those mommy fails, I can go to him and um, and not carry that burden and, and just show grace towards myself and not let it ruin the rest of the day or the rest of the week. Well, yeah, that's so true, um, Kathy. We, sometimes we get so anxious about things we don't enjoy them, and that's the thing about children, especially during the season. But our scripture today is we are excited about the season because we know the reason we're here. And the reason that we celebrate at Christmas time. And our scripture comes from John 1:12. To all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Oh, what a blessed, blessed scripture that is, Carrie, for a, for a beginning of a program we're going to have today. Children of God. You know, um, as we think about Christmas and some of us still have things to do, unlike Kathy over there. I love that, Kathy. Every year I think to myself, I'm going to be ready. I'm going to be ready early. I'm going to do all these great things. I'm going to make these crafts and <laughs> make all this great food. And then 
I don't know. I still end up doing things on my, you know, my own schedule and not done ahead of time. But you know what? That's okay. And that's become kind of my new motto is, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. But when we look at a child's view of Christmas, oh, Kathy, a child views it so differently than the parents do, right? Oh, my gosh. That's so true. A child's view of Christmas is stress-free, effortless enjoyment, right? I mean, it's a time of Christmas is a time of anticipation and excitement. You just wake up Christmas morning and miraculously it is all there. There's The children have no comprehension of parents staying up all night wrapping presents. There's (laughs) no thought of the cost or the credit cards that are going to come due in January or they. There's no planning involved aside from maybe writing a wish list, right? I mean, that's the biggest planning involved for a child. And, you know, in Scripture, Carrie, Evelyn, there's this incredible tension between the need to have the faith and perspective of a child and then this call to put off childish ways and mature in our faith. And so I'm looking forward to today in our program to take a look at Christmas from a child's view and really consider what do we need to embrace and then what do we need to grow beyond? Because I think a lot of us are getting so caught up in the panic and the frenetic pace that we're forgetting this wonder that is meant to really cover our minds and cover our hearts during this incredible time of Christmas. So, you know, I'm looking forward to hearing your views on all of this. Wow. I I really, what speaks to me so much about this show today of wonder and a child's view of Christmas is what do we need to embrace? Mm -hmm. And are we moving so fast during this time that we that we don't even have time to sit down and, and, and take a breath? It, it was kind of interesting this morning on the way to school, chatting with the kids. We were praying. Um, I like to pray for them as we're on our way to school. Um, it's a little awkward because, you know, I'm driving. Um, but I, I do, I like that. I love, I cherish that time with my kids. And when we were finished, they, they were talking about the weather and how it was going to be warm today and tomorrow, but how it was going to be chilly over Christmas. And, they, and, you know, they both said that they're excited about just sitting by the fire and drinking some hot chocolate, you know. And I thought, oh, yes, just to, just to sit down and relax and to really embrace and this time of year and what it's all about and to hear that come from my kids that they just want to slow down and they want to sit and they want to be with their family. Um, I, just, I just think that's awesome. You know, Kathy, in the Old Testament, it's it's a long, it, it, the, the Old Testament is uh, very long. It is, it spans over about 2,000 years. Whereas the New Testament spans about 100 years. And in the Old Testament, there are never any references to human beings being a child of God except in Hosea 1.10. However, in the New Testament, as we talk about this Advent season, there are 10 references to men and women being children of God. 
And I think it's an important perspective to think that, you know, Miss Evelyn, you know, we have our earthly parents. But to be a child of God and what that means is unbelievable. In Luke eighteen seventeen, it says, Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. Just in this Christmas season, I think what this verse means is that we're just supposed to embrace the wonder and the magic, the majesty of what is occurring when we accept Jesus as our Savior. Um, to be a child of God is a privilege like no other. Um, we must receive the kingdom of God like a child. That means just walking in with faith and belief. The kingdom of God came to earth when when Christ the King came to earth as a baby in a manger. And the, the celebration of this season is exactly what that means. Um, Kathy, there's also some verses in uh, 1 Corinthians that speak about being a child and kind of childlike faith. Can you take us through a couple of those? Yeah, you know, you're exactly right. There, There's so much that speaks on it. But we have to be, we have the privilege now through Christ to be a child of God. And so we are supposed to have a child's view of Christmas. That is a, a, the view of a, that a child of God would have. But, you know, in 1 Corinthians, like you were mentioning, Carrie, there's this uh, passage that Paul writes. And he says, when I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child, but when I became a man, I gave up childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully. And he's talking about in eternity when we see Christ face to face. And he says, I shall know fully even as I have now been fully known. So faith, hope, and love abide, these three but the greatest of these is love. And Paul continues in other parts of Corinthians and Hebrews, and he says, Solid food is for the mature, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. That's in Hebrews. And then he writes in Corinthians, I gave you milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it. Indeed, you are still not ready. And so Paul does admonish us and, you know, encourage us, tells us, Hey, being a child of God does not mean being childish. Mm-hmm. And so there is this there is this tension where having that view of a child of God without being childish and immature. So we want to have that mature, informed, knowledgeable view of Christmas um, that is pure but not immature. That's exactly right. You know, we can view Christmas as a child of God, Miss Evelyn, but we can view it with wonder and excitement, like through the eyes of a child, but yet know um, in our adult wisdom that this was not an easy thing, Mm. right? That as God sent his son down to earth, to have the perfect union of fully man and fully God, that that takes a very, um, gosh, a mature understanding to get that, oh, my goodness, this man went through everything I'm going through, period. Mm -hmm. And to be able to celebrate that, 
uh, in a way that's filled with wonder and excitement Mm -hmm. is amazing. Well, friends, we do have to take our break and listen to our wonderful sponsors when we return. We want to talk about, um, Kathy has some quotes from her children about what Christmas is like for them. And I can't wait to get to those. A child views Christmas with a sense of wonder. And I pray that that's what you're doing as you go through these next few days. You'll want to join us on Love Talk right after these messages. From inspiration to insurance and protection, all for serving the Lord Jesus. We all need insurance. Why not work with an agent that understands the biblical principle of protection and risk management to insure your family's future? Ray and Justin Garner are Christian business professionals who will put a Christian perspective on your insurance and inspiration needs. For auto, home, life, business, health, boat, motorcycle, RV, and dental, and church protection needs, Ray, Justin, and Luana can be reached at 626-4880 or 986-4944 for church protection, personal protection, and business protection. Ray and Justin are independent Texas businessmen that have dedicated their lives and business to the advancement of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ through Austin Drive. Ministries. Call Ray Garner Insurance Agency and ask for Ray at 626-4880 or Justin at 986-4944. You know, the world has changed and getting connected is really no longer a trend. It's a reality. And it's happening all around you, leaving you to wonder how do you get connected to your customers while staying ahead of the digital revolution and your competition. Well, Texas SEO is a Christian-based online marketing company, and they're the partner you can always rely on to navigate through the ever-evolving digital landscape. To schedule your free consultation and digital analysis, call Texas SEO at 1-888-988-9736 or visit the website texasseo.com or simply Google Christian SEO Company and you'll find them in the first position. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow. These guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or 512-258-0093 or www.timsmithlandscaping.com Let's return now for more Love Talk with the three love ladies, Evelyn Davison, Kathy Endebrock, and Carrie Brinkater. Today they're talking about a child's view of Christmas. We are so delighted that you have found the love ladies here today on this amazing Saturday, the Saturday before Christmas. Oh, Miss Evelyn, when you were growing up, Miss Evelyn, what what are what is kind of how you would feel, you know, a couple of days before Christmas and on Christmas Eve? How would you feel? Well, I didn't grow up in a Christian family, so we had Santa Claus and mm-hmm. We all spent a lot of time getting ready for that, and, and my, everybody would come to our house. A big, big deal, you know. But, you know, I, I wondered about it. You know, there's a difference in in what we know and what we don't know mm-hmm. about Christ and why he needed to come. We know the reason he came is to save us 
and give us a love life. But I, I would wonder what Santa Claus was going to bring. But you know, when I got in college, I began to just be filled with the wonder of God. How wonderful it is to know that he has a plan mm-hmm. and that I'm part of that plan. Absolutely. You know, a child's view of Christmas is just filled with um, such stars in their eyes and the the lights outside. Now, Kathy, you've got, um, you know, two in high school and then you have a seventh grader. And I'm wondering, um, how do your girls view Christmas at this stage of their life? You know, we were talking about this. Um, the other day, and I love recording what my girls say when they say it. In you know, I, I'll I'll journal it. I'll write myself little notes because I, you know I realized when they were growing up, they would say something, and I would think, oh my gosh, I am going to remember that forever. Mm-hmm. And I don't. I forget. I mm-hmm. you know, I mean, there are some events that stand out, but I I just you know I don't hold on to all of the little details, and so I've started more and more writing these things down so that when they're in their 20s, their 30s, their 40s, you know, I can share these things with their kiddos and, you know, or just gather these things up and and ponder them and hold them close to my heart. And I was talking with the girls about Christmas, just brainstorming, you know, what Christmas means to them, what it's like for them through, so I could see it through their eyes. And, you know, I think a lot of times we assume things about our kiddos, but when we truly ask them, all of a sudden it's like someone turning on a light and us getting to, you know, kind of get to see a little bit inside that we don't always know is there. And um, so these were the things that my girls said. They said, Mom, at Christmas everything just feels different. It's more beautiful, more hopeful, more kind. Lights are everywhere they weren't before. Um, one says, there's so much excitement, I can barely sleep the night before. Um, one, my oldest said, I love, I love at Christmas that strangers are able to say Merry Christmas to each other. Mm-hmm. Strangers actually speaking to each other when the rest of the year you would never say something to a stranger without it being creepy. <laughs> Thinking about Yeah, I'm so true. Another one says, I like thinking about other people more. For your birthday, it's a special day, but it's all about you. But on Christmas, you get to think about others. Um, Another says, the joy at Christmas that isn't there the other times of the year, that's what makes Christmas special. Mm. Um, And this, I loved this. She said, I just want to be with other, with everyone more. It's disappointing when everyone has something to do and they're busy and they don't have time to sit around the fireplace because something else is a priority. Family time is the best at Christmas. Mm. And um, and this final one, really, oh, my goodness, it really got me. It says, she said, it's so much, Christmas is so much shorter than summer break, but it means more. It's greater. Something about Christmas is greater. And, it, you know, it just made me think about this passage from Luke, chapter 2, verse 10, where the angels appear to the shepherds to announce the birth of Christ. And one of the things they say, they say, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. And it made me realize Christmas is supposed to cause us great joy. We are supposed to experience that 
great joy during this time when we're celebrating the birth of Christ. And I love that Andy Williams song that says it's the most wonderful time of the year. And, you know, not to discount what Christ did at Calvary on the cross for us that we remember and celebrate over Easter, but the birth of the Son of God at Christmas is supposed to cause us great joy in our lives. Now, Evelyn, you know, I know how much you like Easter. I, I know you've said that so many times, but what what would life be like for you without Christmas? Well, you know, it'd be lonely and helpless. I think the greatest thing we need in America today, and even in our families, really, is uh, the thrill of hope. And we sing that in the in the Christmas Carol, the thrill of hope. Uh, and we kind of have lost that. But I think that's exactly what it would be. It would be hopeless if you know if we just didn't have it. That you know, without Christ. Um, there would not be one. In John 1, 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was Christ. Uh, and the Word is, it comes through the power of God's Holy Spirit. And, and Christmas comes through Calvary. You know, if you look at all of that and the miracle of that birth, it started, first of all, with with the cradle, the way that Mary and Joseph ran to do God's will. And it moved from from the cradle to the cross where God showed himself to be real. The reason the real the real meaning of Christmas was at Calvary. Mm-hmm. And then from Calvary comes a crown. He is the King of Kings and that's what all the kings came to tell him, You're the King of Kings now we found this. So when we look at all this, you know it Without it, we would be helpless. We would be hopeless. And so, to me, that's that's what it would be, just one word, hopeless. And now we have really the thrill of hope. Well, and I, I love, um, you know, when I was growing up, you know, people would say, they would sign their cards, Xmas. Yes. My mom would get so angry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's like, it's not Xmas, it's Christmas. And the reason we're celebrating this is because of Christ. Mm-hmm. So don't take don't take Christ out of Christmas. Um, well, we see this sense of wonder in our children, and we see this sense of wonder all around us. And I hope that we can take a breath long enough to experience this sense of wonder. But Kathy, you know, Christmas, the way a child view, views Christmas is also with a sense of belief. Now, Ms. Evelyn, earlier you mentioned that, you know, you kind of grew up with the whole Santa thing. And, you know, we did, too. And we did that with our kids. And, you know, our kids figured it out pretty quick that they're not a a Santa. But, um, you know, this this sense of belief with the children um, is is kind of present, you know, year-round that there's somebody out there watching their actions, you know, are they good, are they bad, are they on the naughty list, are they on the nice list, and now we have the whole uh, elf on the shelf thing, you know, uh, I don't know if you've ever done that, Kathy, um, elf on the shelf, I've got some friends that, man, their elf goes crazy, it's this little elf, Miss Evelyn, that, um, 
the parents move around the house, right? And the elf is supposedly watching the kids. And each night, the elf goes oh. back and reports to Santa and then comes back the next day and um, watches in a different place, right? Uh-huh. And so this whole elf on the shelf, you know, are, are you good? Are you bad? You know, um, is, is Santa watching? Are the elves watching? You know, it's, it's a sense of belief for the kids. I mean, it's a belief in the impossible, really. Mm-hmm. I mean... Santa and elves, elves making toys all year, uh, Santa and flying reindeer that, you know, magically land on your roof and, um, and you know, Santa finds a way to come down the chimney, right? <laughs> Magical sleigh, all of these things. It's, it's uh, really children have to have or choose to have a sense of belief during the time of Christmas. And you know what? As children of God, friends, we're also called to have that same sense of belief. A belief that there's someone out there that's exceedingly good, that's loving and generous, and that's at the root of Christmas. John 3:16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And, you know, there's a lot of things that are supernatural. And if you think about it, you know, the Bible says God's ways are not our ways. And there's a lot of things, Miss Evelyn, we're not going to understand until we get to heaven. Right? This virgin birth, we're, we, we, don't, we have a hard time grasping that. Um, there are 18 prophecies through 800 years in the Old Testament that predicted Jesus' birth. They predicted the birth of a king, a family line, a tribe of, coming from the tribe of Judah through the line of King David. These prophecies even predicted the location of the birth, Bethlehem, the virgin mother, that he would be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. That he would be spirit-filled from birth. Now, Miss Evelyn we didn't understand the prophecies. We were mm-hmm. still thinking of an earthly king, right? Uh, uh, somebody that was going to, you know, come up through the ranks and, you know, wear the purple robes and wear the crown. And Jesus wore Big a very... Balls. That's right. <laughs> and Jesus wore a very different crown mm-hmm. at Calvary. Yeah. Um, you know, these prophecies were fulfilled. God, the creator of universe, putting on flesh and being born to become a helpless baby. These are things that we look at and maybe we don't quite understand. And you know what? I've come to, I, I have a science background, Miss Evelyn. I mean, both of my degrees, my master's degree is in science. And for me to reconcile my faith with science is something that I've come to grips with over the years that there, I'm not necessarily going to understand everything, but this sense of the belief, of belief and a true 100% experience with God that you cannot deny, that belief becomes reality. Oh, friends, when we come back from our break, you won't want to miss we're talking about wonder and belief and expectancy at this time of year. Please listen to our messages and join us right back here on Love Talk. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow. 
These guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or 512-258-0093 or www.timsmithlandscaping.com. Hi friends, this is Kathy Enderbrock with Let's Pray Today Ministries. Are you struggling in your marriage with anxiety and depression? Have rebellious kids or, or just want to pray for your children? Maybe you simply don't know where to start in prayer. We specialize in creating the tools to help you learn how to pray and pray effectively in a variety of life issues. Get your free MP3 download today on the topic of your choice. Go to www.letspraytoday.com and click on shop for your free audio prayer download. Become a friend on Facebook and let us know what prayer topic you need help with. George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. These CASA friends are professionals with more than 40 years' experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at CASA at 334-7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300. I think there must be something wrong with me, Linus. Christmas is coming, but I'm not happy. I don't feel the way I'm supposed to feel. If Christ is kept on the outside, something must be wrong on the inside. Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God. Merry Christmas. Today's Christian Talk, The Bridge. Let's get back to Love Talk right now with Evelyn Davison. Kathy Enderbrock, and Carrie Brinkater. They're talking today about a child's view of Christmas. Hello, friends. Welcome back to today's Christian Talk. You have found Love Talk and the Love Ladies. I am Coach Carrie Brinkater, of course. We have Miss Evelyn Davison, and we have Kathy Enderbrock on the phone as well, the beautiful three Love Ladies all together. If you're wondering how you can find the Love Ladies uh, not on a Saturday afternoon, you can go to Love Talk Network, and you can find our archives there, and you can find all of our past shows. We've done some amazing interviews interviews lately. Um, We've had some awesome, awesome shows. And you can even go back to this summer. And Kathy went on an amazing journey that took her to several of the places where Paul traveled during his journeys. And Kathy was able to experience that and take us through those journeys on the on the airwaves, which was great. So take some time and go through uh, Love Talk Network to our archives. So today we're talking about the wonder, the belief, um, kind of looking at Christmas through a child's point of view and wondering about things and believing that Santa's going to come and deliver those presents. But what does that mean for us as a believer of God, of the true king. What does that look like for us? And, you know, angels appeared to announce Jesus' birth. And, you know, I was listening to the radio this morning on my drive-in, and I was um, the uh, was listening to how, as astronomers, can go back and they can 
through computer models, they can look and see what it might have been like, Miss Evelyn, um, around the time that Jesus is born. What were the planets doing? How were things aligned during that time? And even astronomers, scientists, have come to the belief that, you know what, something was going on with Jupiter and Venus, and they were super bright in the sky at three different times um, during this period when Jesus would have been in the manger, uh, Mary and Joseph would have been there, that they would have been in Bethlehem. And I just think that it's fascinating. It's true. It's true that we, we we don't have to blindly believe that it is it is true. And um, you know, so many things point to that for us. Um, one more thing was the star of the King of the Jews appearing and leading the Magi thousands of miles. Probably a two-year journey, Miss Evelyn. I don't think a lot of people really realize that, that Mary and Joseph stayed put for quite a while. Mm -hmm. Jesus grew up. And um, (laughs) they didn't have GPS back then. (laughs) They had a donkey. (laughs) That's right. They were able to find Jesus. Now, Kathy, I mean, so many of these things are miracles, and we forget that Jesus was in the miracle business. Um, What is your favorite Christmas miracle? Ah, okay. Um, You know, you talked earlier about all of the different prophecies being fulfilled. I mean, that, that, even though that doesn't sound miraculous, like, oh, somebody said something and it actually happened, you know, I mean, but it it is incredible because in, in, we're talking 800 years before, previous, Mm -hmm. like six different uh, men giving these different prophecies. And when we look at the birth and life and death of Christ, that's like over 300 prophecies. So mm-hmm. so the fact that all of these prophecies were fulfilled perfectly by this, you know, person, Jesus, who, you know, historically we know he existed. So many things, archaeologists, and historians rely on all of these manuscripts and have have substantiated these that you know yes this this did happen yes this was all written hundreds of years by these different authors prior to his life it just it blows me away and i think that while seeing all of the prophecies fulfilled doesn't necessarily require faith it just requires some patient research, actually going and checking out uh, the historical evidence, looking at copies of the original manuscripts, that kind of stuff. You you can see it all right there in black and white. And, you know, I I think that that, for me, is what was the clincher, the fact that all of this was written so many years before, and it all happened. And the scientists that put together the odds of all of this being fulfilled in the life of one person, you know, they mm-hmm. say it, it's impossible. It could not happen. But I love the verse that, that God says, you know, with man, these things are impossible, mm-hmm. but with God, all okay. things are possible. Evelyn. Okay. What about you? Your favorite Christmas miracle? Well, I think probably the journey that Mary and Joseph were on, uh, you know, if you look at the Christmas pictures, it shows them on a donkey with what looked like a tent, you know, they're 
their essentials. Uh, Mary riding and, and um, him walking. And it makes you wonder, where was the family? It, it must have been very lonely. Because we, we compare that to when Jesus was 12 years old in the temple. And he was uh, he stayed in the temple after they already made three three days' journey going back home. So I think the miracle that God put together of all the things that let us know this really happened. One of it was the kings. The other were the angels. Uh, just the miracle of the birth, the journey toward that, that Mary and Joseph would have enough faith to trust God to leave home and go where God sent them. That, you know, I, I don't know if I'd really ever thought about it like that before, Miss Evelyn. You said, you know, they were probably alone. As they as they journeyed to the census, now there might have been people around them, but yeah. they didn't go with any other family per se, you know. Or it doesn't speak of that. Whereas you're right, when when Jesus was at the temple, they, there must have been they they were traveling with a lot of people because it was kind of like, oh, do you have Jesus? No, I don't know. Oh, probably Aunt Sarah has Jesus. No, Uncle Bob, you yeah. know, you know, whatever. Somebody's got Jesus, and then they realize, oh, wait a minute. Nobody has Jesus, and he was left at the temple. But you're right, that journey was just an unwed mother, mm-hmm. her betrothed. Mm-hmm. And can you imagine what that was like? What a miracle. You're right. That's a miracle. It's a miracle that they both had enough belief in what the angels had told them at separate times. Mm-hmm. To go ahead, okay, you know what? We're supposed to do this. This is where we're supposed to go. This is what we're supposed to do, and we're just going to do it. Kathy, as a child of God, this wonder, this belief is just, it's just ever-present, ever-present. It's before us all the time. Isn't that right? Exactly. I mean, when we're supposed to have a child's view of Christmas, so the view of a child of God, there is that sense of wonder and sense of belief. But, you know, I want to clarify as well, we can believe without believing everything put before us. Right. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. there are there are individuals who they'll just believe anything. Now, for for followers of Christ, for children of God, we have to weigh and test everything against God's word. Mm-hmm. And when I say God's word, I'm talking about God's word as it was originally written and recorded recorded in that first century before 96 AD when that final book of Revelation was recorded by the Apostle John. And there are multiple English translations of the Bible that are directly from those exact copies of the original manuscripts. And and I just want to say any religion, any religion or spirituality or way that adds to any of these original manuscripts or, or changes certain sections of these original manuscripts, or merely bases a new religion on select passages or principles or books, that should be a flashing red light mm-hmm. to a child of God, and that, that we need to steer clear. And it specifically says in Galatians, and the, um, the disciple Paul, he wrote this as a warning He says, evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and are trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we ourselves or an angel from heaven would ever preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you, 
let that person be under God's curse. As we have already said, now I will say it again. If anybody is preaching to you a gospel other than what you accepted, let them be under God's curse. And Paul continues in Second Corinthians and warns that Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. And so I would say when we are saying, okay, Lord, I... I want to believe this. You go to his word. You make sure that um, you're using an NIV or an ESV, something that has an English translation based on those original manuscripts where they have not changed the passages. They haven't added to it. And, you know, I will tell you, I know that spiritually we are seeking because God has put that in us. He has put that in us. I think that's why Santa is so easy for children to believe you know someone who is working year round preparing something good for them with them in mind someone who is watching out and who cares about the choices they make good or bad i think it's easy for a child to believe in santa because we know he we have that sense of of just a natural understanding that there is someone out there who is thinking about us year-round, who is actively involved, who is at work, who, who has us in mind, and that person isn't Santa. It is the God of the universe, the creator of the universe, Jesus Christ, his son, who was born on Christmas Day for us. And so I would just say, you know, when we talk about prophecies and we talk about original manuscripts, you know, these, when we talk about Buddha, Muhammad, Joseph Smith, none of these names were mentioned in, in, by any historian, by any prophet, by anything hundreds of years before they were born. We didn't know that they were coming until they appeared on the scene. Where when we talk about Jesus Christ, the Messiah, he was expected, he, he was watched for, and then, he came. And so let's, as child of God, let's, let's be ready to believe without believing everything put before us. I think that's true, Kathy. That's perfect. That's perfect. Listeners, we, uh, we must take our break right now, and we will be back to Love Talk with our final segment, wrapping things up with wonder, with belief, with expectancy, looking at Christmas through a child's eyes. Join us right after these messages. Hi, this is Steve Washburn, pastor at First Baptist Church, Pflugerville. We're the ones who just built that beautiful new 33,000 square foot worship center there on Pecan Street, just as Jenner Town. Say, listen, if you're looking for a church home, I wish you'd come check us out. Lots of other folks sure are. We're one of the fastest growing fellowships in the Austin area. We're trying our best to offer something for everyone. No matter what your situation in life, you'll find good friends here. I know I'm biased, but I believe we have some of the most uplifting worship services you'll find anywhere. Many of you are familiar with Tom Cotter and his praise band, By Design. Well, we're fortunate to have them leading our modern worship experience at the 11 o'clock hour on Sunday mornings. That's our largest and fastest growing group. But I'm also excited about something new we're trying in our 9 o'clock hour. Daniel Clue is one of the area's most gifted choral directors, and he has reinvented one of the only genuinely traditional worship services in the area for those of you who are boomers and long to return to the joyful worship of your youth. 
Listen, Google us at First Baptist Pflugerville and come see us. Hi, this is John Codner. You know, every day we're constantly hearing about how bad everything is. Well, isn't it time to hear about what's right and good? Isn't it time for some good news? If your answer is yes, then you need the Good News Journal, published by our very own Evelyn Davison, with a healthy dose of happiness, hope, and humor. The Good News Journal is distributed for free at hundreds of locations throughout Central Texas, including Walmart, Popeye Chicken, H-E-B, Bob Bullock Museum, libraries and churches. And did we say that it's free? For advertising information or to have an article published, call 512-249-6535. That's the Good News Journal, an inspirational patriotic journal published quarterly to bring you the Lord's Good News. The Good News Journal, 512-249-6535. And you can also read it online at thegoodnewsjournal.net. Ellison Salazar, Garage and Body Shop. At Ellison Salazar, customer satisfaction is our main concern. For a tune-up or major body work, Central Texans have trusted Ellison Salazar for over 55 years. Ellison Salazar. Hail damage specialists, smoothing out life's dents and bumps. Big or small for you and your car. Now at three locations, south at 4501 South Congress, north at 8808 Research Boulevard, and new northwest location at 8425 Anderson Mill Road. Call 444-5555. That's 444-5555. Ellison Salazar. Fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch. One more segment of Love Talk right now with the three love ladies, Evelyn Davison, Kathy Endebrock, and Carrie Brinkhater. Welcome back to Love Talk. You are here on today's Christian Talk, The Bridge. Thank you so much for joining us. This is Coach Carrie Brinkater, of course, Miss Evelyn Davison, Kathy Enderbrock, and our wonderful producer, John. He's so amazing. We sometimes forget about him because he's the quiet one of the bunch, but boy, he makes the magic happen. That is for sure. The wonder, the belief, the expectancy of Christmas, Miss Evelyn, as we look at it through a child's point of view, I think it's just a great way to to get back to the joy. Well, it is. It is, a, it is a, the road way to joy and happiness. But, you know, when you look, we're talking about wonder today. Mm-hmm. We start talking the wonder of it, the miracle of it, the blessings of it. Mm-hmm. But when you stop and you think about that, what does that lead to? That leads to expectancy. God, Jesus has spoken. He has told us what he, he God told us what he was going to do. He was going to send someone. He told Ezekiel that. It changed our way of life, changed our hearts, changed everything. Mm-hmm. And then when we look at the wonder and how wonderful it was that he was, that he came and loved us that much, then we can expect him to be involved in our lives in a way that we know him. We don't just have to expect him. We know him and he knows us. And we're going to talk about that a little bit today. You know, that's exactly right. Um, we We know, we can expect things from God and I think that that is 
that it's so different than anything else out there, Miss Evelyn. You know, Kathy, before the break, we were talking about um, believing just anything. You know, this past summer, my kids went on a mission trip to an international village in Atlanta, Georgia. And what they found out is they were sharing the gospel. They were encouraged to just walk up to people and just start talking to them, just, you know, start up a conversation that a lot of people that um, have some type of Eastern religion, I know that's very broad, but they they really will believe anything. You know, even if you start telling them about Jesus, they'll say, okay, well, I, yeah, I, I like that. Of, that's good. Okay, yeah, tell me. The good guys. That's good. Okay, I think I believe him. But I also believe in Buddha, and I also believe in Muhammad, and I, you know, all of these things. And that's, you know, that's not separating anything out. That's just collecting idols, right? And... Uh, There's a huge difference between believing the one and true perfect God and believing anything else that's out there. And that takes time to really sift through all of that. And that's okay to do that. Um, Kathy, take us through this whole sense of expectancy and what that looks like for a child. Oh, my goodness. I mean, a child's view of Christmas, it definitely comes with the wonder. It comes with the belief. But there is this huge sense of expectancy. And, you know, a child doesn't see behind the scenes. It's kind of an effort. Christmas is an effortless experience for them. Uh, The child doesn't see the parents planning. He has no comprehension of the cost involved. Uh, He doesn't have to do anything in order for all of those presents to miraculously arrive under the tree Christmas morning. The child just gets to go to bed with, um, as the poem says, pictures of sugar plums dancing in in her head. And But I'm telling you that a child of God should have this same sense of expectancy. Uh, We should go to bed with good thoughts and good plans dancing in our head, knowing that God is active on our behalf, that he has plans for us, that he has paid the cost involved, and that there is nothing that we have to do or can do to earn the gift that he is giving us. It is a free gift, um, just like those gifts at Christmas. Christ is a free gift for us. And so we need to go to God with this sense of expectancy, just like a child would have, knowing and trusting that he is active, he has plans for us, and he has paid the cost to give us good things. And so, I mean, Carrie, putting really practical view on this, you know, it's it's fine to talk about expecting things from God in general, but... What is something you personally, Carrie, would expect from God every day? Now, as I was thinking about that question, I I think about how every day I am privileged by his presence. Oh. I don't have to go into a church building to have the privilege of being in God's presence. I don't have to go to a priest to have the privilege of being in God's presence. Just like I talked about earlier, as I pray with my kids on the way to school, we, we are privileged to experience him right next to us through every step of our day. Now then, it's our choice whether or not we choose to acknowledge his presence. 
But what a privilege that is. And that's so comforting to me to know that at any point in time, I can just go, Lord, um, hey, uh, okay, my kids are about to go into that test right now. Can you just, just be with them. Help them to recall that information. Hey, Lord, please be with me as I'm on this journey, as, I, as I'm traveling. Please be with Miss Evelyn. Just that privilege of his presence. And in Psalm 118.20, it says, the gates lead to the presence of the Lord of the Lord and the godly enter there. Oh, what a beautiful picture that is. Also in Psalm 5, verse 3, it says, In the morning, O Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you and wait in expectation. Listen to what we're talking about, expectancy. You know, when we lay our requests at the Lord, then then He knows He knows the desires of our hearts, and then we just get to sit back and wait. Now, that's sometimes the hard part, right? <laughs> Is waiting, but we wait with this sense of expectancy of, ex- of just of of delight, of joy. Lord, what are you going to do today? Now, Miss Evelyn, I know as you look to next year, you are so excited as you kind of. Look ahead as to what God is, has planned for you. Um, so what do you expect from God every day? Well, I, just the thrill that comes in knowing him, loving him, and knowing that it is, as you said, he is present. He is not so far away from us that we're looking, you know, a calendar counting off the days. Mm-hmm. But he says he will love walk with us and love talk with us. Every day. Mm-hmm. Every day. He said, every morning, you go to your front door, you look at the door, there'll be a bucket of newness, of goodness and grace. And see, in my little sanguine mind, I need that. <laughs> I need it. I just, and, and so I, you know, I think that the thrill of hope is the greatest gift apart from our salvation that we have. You know, it's, 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 it's bigger than faith sometimes. Mm. Because we we only put faith in what we have normally right now, and we do have God's plan. He says He has a plan for us, and He also tells us He'll provide for us, and He also says that He will show us, open our eyes that we might see God, and open our hearts. And when you think about that, that's the greatest Christmas present we could ever receive. And ever give away. Because that's what our life is about. It's about giving, not just receiving. And so when we know what God's plan is, we want to live it. When we know what his purpose is for anything that comes into our life. You know, even sometimes with illness. You know, this has been a tough year, this lady Evelyn. Not only has it affected, you know, my mobility, but even my thought process at times. And that's hard to deal with. But you know what? It's okay. Mm-hmm. It is okay. And so when we look and wonder what's the next step is, that's where we are right now. Between now and January 1, we're wondering, you know, what are you going to do next, Jesus? I, because my eyes are on you, and we're praying for our nation. We're going to be involved in some of the things next year that's going to increase people's hope. And the thrill of hope. And so, I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy, Miss Evelyn. Well, Miss Evelyn, um, you know, looking at you and how you 
expect great things from God every day is just an absolute joy. Kathy, wrap us up today and take us through the the end of this um, looking with a wonder through a child's eyes at Christmas. Well, you know, I just want to encourage all of our friends, all of our listeners, uh, whether they have you know, been with Miss Evelyn for the last 33 years or whether you have just tuned in and joined us the last uh, 33 minutes. You know, we're basing this show around the promise and the the statement that, that John made in, uh, in the Gospel of John in the New Testament. The Apostle John in chapter 1, verse 12 says this, to all who did receive him, that's Christ, um, and I say this even in present tense, to all who do receive him, who believe in his name, he gave and he gives the right to become children of God. And that's incredibly good news. And that's good news that we we want to incorporate into our lives. That's good news that we want to... Um, to enjoy and build a life on. And I know next week we're going to be talking about new beginnings. And regardless of the type of year that we've had, whether this year has been the best year of our lives or it has been the worst of days, we can know that when we come to the cradle of Christ and we put our faith in him, we believe in his name, that we do receive him in our hearts, we have that right to become children of God, adopted sons and daughters. And there is a thrill like no other when we come to to Christ. And I think especially at this time of Christmas, when we come to Christ, uh, like those shepherds did, those common folk, like those rich kings, the magi did, like hundreds and thousands who came to him, came to know him and believe in him and trust him during his life on this earth, um, we can have a joy like no others. And um, so, friends, I just encourage you this Christmas to approach Christmas with a sense of wonder, with a sense of belief, with a sense of expectancy. And if you would like to know more about this relationship with Christ, um, call us on the love line, 512-249-6535. Come in and see us on the web at lovetalknetwork.com. You can go to our archives and check out some last shows. We would love to send you a Bible so that you can read for yourselves this account of Christ's birth during this time of Christmas. And um, Evelyn, Carrie, and I, I mean, girls, we just have such a good time together, and we love our listening friends, we love our audience, and we just trust that um, God is reaching out um, and, and touching your hearts and changing your lives and having an impact with you um, as we think about you and as we wish you the very merriest of Christmas. Thank you, friends, and we'll see you next time on Love Talk.